This message is brought to you by Croydon Tabernacle, a part of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our mission is reconciling the individual, community and the nation to God. Be blessed as you listen. As we talk to God, thank God for all this service has gone and the testimonies that have come forth. It's only God that does mighty things. He does them in a way that it will be obvious that he is the one who is in control. Let's just begin to prepare our hearts even as his word will go out. The Bible talks about the word of God as the light and the lamp. In another place, he refers to the word of God as a fire and a armor that breaks the rock in pieces. In another place, the word of God is described as living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even onto the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. There's nothing that cannot be dealt with by the word of God. But there is a place for me to lay my heart open for God's word to do his work. And that is what we've come before the Lord this morning to do. Let's ask the Lord to please prepare our hearts. That as his word will go out, it shall meet with faith in our hearts. We will not just come as we usually do. Make it a routine every Sunday morning. But that there will be an experience and an encounter with God. For each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. The few minutes before us, Father God, even as we share your word, Lord God, please speak and let us hear you. Speak and let us hear you clearly. Both the speaker and the hearers shall together be blessed. That the heaven shall be opened over us this morning and we shall be blessed. Thank you, mighty Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Last week, we, the topic before us last week was complete in him. And this morning, we're looking at the topic abiding in him. Abiding, abiding in him. And the focal text is in John chapter 15, verse 5. I believe it's a very familiar passage. I'm sure many of us have come across that verse in a few times. John chapter 15, verse 5. And it says very, very quickly, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. That's the verse we'll be looking at very quickly. Now, I am sure that for those of us who have been joining the Bible study every Wednesday, you'll notice that the issue of our location and our identity has become the focal, the focus for a few, a few weeks now. I believe that God wants us to look at that very critically again this morning, even as we seek to make impact. Now, one of the things I have learned about the human nature is God created me for impact. There is no one that God has created that has no purpose. Now, in the course of my living, I come across all sorts of influences. There are people who would, social media will make an impact on my life. My friends will make an impact on my life. Now, but there is something that is fundamental that I must know. Everything that God will supply is based on the principles of his word. If I, if I like, I can cry and weep and shout and ask God for anything. If it is not in line with the principles of his word, he's not obligated to do it for me. Do we agree? Do we agree? So that means that I need to understand then 
What are the principles by which God operates? As I seek to make impact in my generation, what are the things I need to pay attention to? That I believe is what God would have us look at this morning. Now, for, like we said, for everything that God commands, there is an underlining principle. Everything that God will ask me to do, you will find the foundation of the principle in his word. Now, one thing I'd also want to add is, even though there are pillars and principles, God then has a process or a procedure by which he brings that principle to pass in my life. Do we agree? The process is going to take me through to fulfill my own purpose is different from your own. But for both of us, the principles are based on his word. That is why having my other brother's journey, it is a waste of time. Trying to copy somebody else's lifestyle is a waste of time. Because the path that God has laid for me is not the same as yours. But for both of us, the principles are based on the word of God. And that is why if I am going to grow and get the supply that God wants me to get, I must know what his word says about me. That is the principles and the foundation that we want to lay this morning. So if God can make over 7 billion people, each of them with a unique set of fingerprints, that tells me that God has over 7 billion ways he can solve a single problem. And that is why, like I said, envying somebody else's journey is a waste of time. I must go to the architect of my life and, and ask him, what exactly do you want for me? And once I know it, I close my ears and my eyes to whatever is the distraction all around me. Trust me, the world has distractions. For every genuine thing that God does, the devil tries to replicate. And that is why I must know God for myself. That's very, very important. Now, so, like we've already agreed, everything that God does is based on the principles of his word. So we'll look at the verse that is before us this morning, and we'll just quickly look at three of those principles. John chapter 15, verse 5. Let's just have it on the screen again if we can. John chapter 15, verse 5. And it says, sorry, John chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So principle number one, I must know and I must clarify my identity. That is the first principle. Now, in the life of Jesus, when Jesus was ministering on earth, there were always two sets of people, the crowd and the disciple. In every time Christ spoke, there were always these two sets of people. Whether they were the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the chief priests, they all fell into two categories, the crowd or the disciple. The question then becomes, which one am I? Just as all of us are here this morning, we are listening to this message. Some people will live here blessed because they got something from it. Some people will wait until later in the day. They'll go back over the video and listen again and get something from it. But there are some that are here only bodily. And their minds are, are far away from here. Same message, but different destinations. I remember in Mark chapter 8, I, don't, I think we can, we can put that on the screen. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. So you will note that for Christ, 
he always addressed the two sets of people at every point in time. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. And the Bible says that and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. He spoke to which, which people? The crowd and his disciples. Just as God is speaking to all of us here today, there's a need for me to clarify my identity. Who am I? Remember that woman with the issue of blood? She pressed through the crowd and touched the arm of Jesus' garment and got her healing. And the woman Christ was saying, who touched me? The disciples were like, can't you see the crowd? But Christ knew that something had happened. So you can be many. God doesn't really care too much about the numbers. But it's about the one person, the two people, that will take that step to launch out in faith, out of the crowd, to touch him by faith. So that is the first principle that God would have us look at. The second principle is to know and to clarify my role, my function, and my place. Go back to that John chapter 15 verse 5. The Bible says, Christ was speaking to his disciples now. I am divine, ye are the branches. Please, there is no amount of education, enlightenment, exposure, or education, or experience that can reverse those roles. You can never become divine. Do we agree? Well, no matter what you become in life, you can never become the supply. You will always be dependent on the supply. So when you get to a point in your life where you think that you have arrived and you have made it, better go back and be sure that you are still connected. As long as Christ, as far as Christ is concerned, he is always divine and I will always remain a branch. No matter how much fruits I have, what am I? I am still a branch. No matter how much men clap for me and applaud me and say, ah, wow, bro, see, great ministration. What am I? Am I still a branch? There's no amount of experience or education or enlightenment or elocution that can change that role. And at the earlier we settle that in our spirits, the better for us. Let me never come to a point in my life where I think I have arrived or that I don't need help. Because what Christ has said in this verse is that apart from me, ye can do nothing. If in another version it says, apart from me, ye are nothing. Do we, I don't know whether it makes sense to us. I am divine. Christ said so. Ye are the branches. So Christ has laid out very clearly, very clearly, he leaves us in no doubt as to where each of us fits. Now, if God is the vine dresser, because the Bible talks about Christ saying he is the vine and his father is the vine dresser. So if God is the one that is taking care of the vine, ensuring that the vine is able to provide what the branches need, please, who am I that I think I can distract God from his role or take over his position? A God who says he neither sleeps nor slumbers. That means that he is always on guard and he will do what he needs to do. The question will be whether I, I am content being where God has asked me to be. 
too many times we've allowed, I, I know we speak a lot about social media, but that's the, that's the A thing right now. Men have patterned their lives after what social media says. We love the likes and the clicks. The subscriptions and the likes, that, that's what we live our lives based on. Unfortunately, with God, those things don't count. Am I connected? That's the, that's the big question for all of us this morning. Am I connected? And then the last principle, still on that same verse, is I must know and I must clarify my resident status. The same verse says, if ye abide in me. See, with God, there's no temporary residence. You are either all in or you are all out. This UK has what we call indefinite leave to remain. Right? When you have it, if you go to Nigeria for 10 years, what happens to your ILR? As far as you have it, you are a resident. You are abiding here. You can't change location. It doesn't change your status. So that is the third principle by which God operates. I must clarify my resident status. Am I abiding or am I just one leg in when it's convenient and one leg out when it stops being convenient? That word abide, I, I, we try to get the definition and it says to remain stable or fixed in a state. Another one says to continue in a place or to accept without objection. When Christ laid out this verse, I am divine here at the branches, he didn't ask for my opinion. It's not subject to my negotiation. If I like, if you like, accept it. It really makes no difference. Because it is not subject to my likes or my dislikes. That is the principle by which God operates. And the earlier I accept it, the better for me. I said again that God doesn't go against the exercise of my free will. He will not go against the exercise of my free will. But for every choice that I make, there are eternal consequences. And that is where the problem is. I might decide to leave him for a while. What is the guarantee that we find him when next I need him? That is what I need us to really consider this afternoon very quickly as we, as we begin to round up. If I step out of him very briefly, because it is convenient, what is the guarantee that I can step back into him when the time comes? That is why the word doesn't use temporary residence. It says abide. When you abide in a place, you are not distracted by what is going on outside you. You are focused on the place of your residence. So can I, I don't know whether it's something that I need to check. When I have embraced grace, I have the supply that I require to be fruitful. I can only be dependent on ability when I don't understand the power and the function of grace in my life. Labor is good, but labor without grace remains labor. But when you combine your labor with God's grace, you are not bothered with what is going on around you. Let's, let's key into God's provision and God's supply. He says, I am divine. And as far as I know, God has not stopped supplying. In fact, God cannot stop supplying. You know why? Because he says, the heavens and the earth, they belong to him. The cattle on the thousand hills, they belong to him. The silver and the gold, 
they belong to him. He fills all things in all ways. So in God, I have all that I need. But the secret, like we said, is in that word, abide. So in conclusion, the question then becomes, what is my resident status? Am I abiding or am I temporarily residing? There was a verse we read earlier today. I think it was 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 in the NLT. I don't know if it's something that we can quickly put on the screen. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 in the NLT. So we understand exactly where we are as Christians, if really that is what we are. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 in the NLT. Dear friends, I want you as, is that permanent? Temporary residents and foreigners. That's what we are. To keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. I am a temporary resident. No man is guaranteed eternity on this side of earth. I am walking towards my eternity. And the way I can do that is by the things I do on a daily basis now. Amen. So in conclusion, please note. The request to abide is an instruction, it's a plea, it's a command, but it's not a negotiation. It's not a compromise. I, I, I get to choose how I respond. I get to choose the decision I'm going to make or what my response would be to God's invitation. That is the power I have. But please note, for every choice, there's an accounting to be done. And he says in that same verse, if you abide in me, you will bear not just ordinary fruit. He used the word much fruit, which shows that with God, he is able to provide what I need to make an impact down here. Please note, the vine only supplies branches. Branches that are connected to the vine. Let's bow our heads as we pray. The, the, the one thing I would ask us to do is to check our connections. Am I connected to the vine? Like we've agreed, the vine has no business supplying a branch that is not connected to it. God has no business supplying nutrients or nourishment to a vine that is independent of him. So the first thing I need to check is whether I am connected to the vine or I am a standalone independent advocate. I need to lay my life and my heart bare before God this afternoon and ask him to search me. You know, the word of God is like a mirror. It will reveal me to myself if I really need to know who I am. It will show me who I am. And so as we ask the Lord this afternoon, Father, please show me who I am. Clarify my status with you so that I know exactly where I stand. First Timothy, Second Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord stands sure, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. It's not about me boasting that ah, God is my party or God is my friend. It's about God being able to say that, have you considered my servant? He is a man who is upright. That is what counts. So this afternoon, I ask God, please show me who I am. Reveal me to myself. 
so that at all times I know exactly where I stand. If peradventure there is anyone here who is yet to take that decision, because that decision is a personal decision, I can't do it on your behalf. I can't, I can't be saved on your behalf. Every man will work out his own salvation with fear and with trembling. Peradventure, there's someone here, two people here, who've never taken that decision to be connected to the vine. You have an opportunity again this afternoon. Just ask you to just go to God in prayer and ask him to come into your heart, to come into your life and change that which needs to be changed. Let's not forget, a vine only supplies that which is connected to him. He has no business. We can pray from now till tomorrow. We can shout, we can scream, we can plead. If I am not connected, the vine has no supply for me. Speak to the God this afternoon. Ask him to come into your heart. If you've never taken that decision, ask the Lord to come into your heart. They are tired of living the life of sin. You want to be properly connected. And for those of us who, by the grace of God, are already Christians and children of God, disciples, people who have stepped from the crowd into following Christ, it's also good to also check, to also be sure of our stand with God. That Father God, whatever it is that I could have gone wrong, Lord, please show me what I am, who I am, and what I need to do. Let me be guided always by the principles of your word in the name of Jesus. That at all times and in all ways, I will get the supply that only you, O God, can give. Thank you, mighty Father. We give you praise, we give you glory. Lord God Almighty, just as we have heard again, your word has gone out. I ask, mighty Father, for grace for all of us to hear clearly and to obey. The reward is tied to obedience. Hearing is good. Listening is good. Speaking is good. But it's obedience that draws your blessing. Father God, we ask that indeed you will grant us grace that we will obey you in all ways. That Father God, your word will be our guiding principle every day of our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. Blessed be your name, O God. The rest of this week, the rest of this month, the rest of this year, we commit into your hands. Lord God, take us by the hand and lead us safely through. At all times, never forgetting who we are in you. Thank you, mighty Father. Blessed be your name, O God. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were ministered to through this message. If you have any comments on this presentation or would like to contact us, our address is 38 to 40 Parsons Meet, West Croydon, CR03SL. To speak to a member of our team, you can call us on 0208 Our website address is www.croydontabernacle.org.uk. Thank you and God bless.